Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how we're failing small business in the region. So what we're saying is we need to be much, much more intentional about helping our existing small businesses grow. We should be putting uh, uh, an existing business plan together for, for every single economic development organization in the, in the region. There have been various discussions about how to grow the D.C. region's economy. The most obvious answer may, in fact, be in front of us. That's the message of our next guest, Bob Sweeney, Managing Director of the Global Cities Initiative. We're going to talk with him about D.C.'s greatest untapped opportunity, which is international trade. Bob, thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Jonathan. How are you doing today? I'm fine, and I'm happier because you're going to explain how we're going to get out of our doldrums and grow this economy. International trade isn't the first thing that comes to people's mind. Why should we be thinking about this? Well, that's a great question, Jonathan. And, and quite honestly, you know that Greater Washington is one of the largest and wealthiest regional economies in the world. But the region's economic growth has been markedly slowed down in recent years. We're an economy of 6 million people. We have $400 billion economic footprint. The federal government accounts for 38% Even of that footprint. Even with all the work that's been done over the years about diversification, there's still 38%. $150 billion from the federal government. And when sequestration hits, our economy needs to figure out how to pivot. Because when sequestration hits, the government stops spending money. Or, as is, even if it's not sequestration, there are currently plans to shrink the staffing at the EPA, for example, various other federal agencies. Undoubtedly, the government sector is going to shrink. We have a lot of great companies here, but why focus on international trade? So, uh, it's almost like you wrote my script with that question. That is exactly the right question to ask. Rumor and has it good interviewers do that. <laughs> but anyway. Over the next five years, 86% of global economic growth is projected to occur outside of the United States. China, Brazil, India, Think Europe, about it, right. every place. Our region is terrible. Terrible. Terrible at uh, global trade, at exports. Give me We're some an example. international city that is terrible at doing business internationally. Bob, you, you were involved in the Olympic bid. You've been involved in international trade for years. Give me, let me how let, terrible let me, is terrible? In the United States, we rank 95 out of the top 100 metro areas. We do $26 billion in economic development. Twenty-six. Uh, we do about $22 billion of that is services. But we also do things like make keyboards in Prince George's County for the biotech industry. We make beer in Frederick County, Maryland. And let me tell you a really cool story about a guy in Fairfax County named Joe Fluitt. Joe runs a company called Mag Aviation. Mag, 300 employees, hit by sequestration in 2010, dropped down to 100 employees, 66% of its workforce gone. Uh -huh. He basically tripped over a Virginia Economic Development Partnership person focused on exports in the airport, and the guy said, hey, you got a product that we could sell overseas. And he's like, what are you talking about? Sure enough, after about six months, this was in 2010, Joe kind of got his first sale in France at the Paris Airshore, where he went with the Virginia Economic Development Partnership, who introduced him to a lot of people internationally. 
That guy, Joe, who went from 300 to 100, now has 1,500 employees, 40% of his $50 billion company. I mean, $50 million company is all international trade. So what I'm hearing you say is that from the standpoint of aggregate numbers, you use the word terrible, and if I hear that this region is 95 out of 100 regions in, in the country for exports, yep. that qualifies as terrible. I agree with you. But now you've given me a couple of examples of people who are successfully... What we need to do is create 100 more Joes, and then 100 more Joes, and we can do it. We know oh. that our marketplace has over 3,500 companies that are small to mid-size that should be exporting but are not. Because in the past, the federal government has been too fat and too good of a customer that you don't really look beyond your big customer who has the big checkbook. So what we're saying is we need to be much, much more intentional about helping our existing small businesses grow. We should be putting uh, uh, an existing business plan together for, for every single economic development organization in the, in the region. Because you mentioned uh, VDP, you know, Virginia Economic Development, and this, your, your friend Joe tripping. I, I have this image of somebody falling over someone in the airport. Oh, what do you do? Ah, economic development. Happened. But Virginia has, Maryland has, D.C., they, every jurisdiction. Is this just a function of getting our, our government economic development folks better connected with our entrepreneurs, or is there something bigger we need to be doing? I, I think it's something bigger than, than that, because uh, honestly, uh, at the state level and even the county level, um, many of the organizations are doing a pretty good job of connecting their people. Uh, certainly, Virginia Economic Development Partnership is considered one of the top uh, international ec economic development organizations in the country. Um, but what we haven't done is created this ecosystem that supports the entrepreneurs in their efforts to export. That's kind of the key. We need to create a place where... It's like a one-stop shop almost. I, I I don't know what to call it, but yeah. it's like a one-stop shop where these entrepreneurs and these people who could export can go get technical assistance, know-how, network with existing exporters. It is a complicated road that you will give up on after six months if you can't figure it out. And you need that support system in order to kind of get over the hump. Let me tell you just one quick antidote, and that is I did a uh, market research study with over uh, 30 CEOs of companies, mid-sized companies that export in our region. Not one said they would ever go back to not exporting. They've all grown their, they've all, they're all a bunch of Joes. They've all grown their, their revenue, and they've, they've created um, many more jobs. For every billion dollars in exports, 6,000 new jobs to this region. So listening to this and just talking with you, I know you're very connected. You talk to a lot of folks in town. Should we anticipate or expect that there's going to be a coordinated effort to solve this problem soon? Yeah, I think right now a bunch of business leaders, ac academic leaders, institutional partners are, are talking about this issue. This is low-hanging fruit for our region to help um, grow our region. And so we need to figure out how to take advantage of those low-hanging fruit. Well, it's going to be great to watch your progress, Bob. And as always, you're in the middle of interesting things and driving the conversation. I'm glad you've decided to put, focus your attention on this important issue. Where do we get more revenue into local businesses? That's Bob Sweeney, the Managing Director of the Global Cities Initiative, joining us. Thank you very much, Jonathan.
Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Today's podcast is brought to you by Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation, MCEDC, helping companies start, grow, and accelerate business in Montgomery County. The future starts here. Go to thinkmoco.com today. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online contributors are Michael Hoffman, Barbara Ulrich, and Candace Pye. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.